Hello and welcome to the Data Cafe. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Jason. And don't let this scare you, but today we're talking about documentation in data science. Okay, well, I suspect we've lost most of the audience then, Jason. So. No! <laughs> Come back! It's really important. It's good for you. I can learn back with a joke. Um, this is a very cheesy joke that I was told. Um, have you heard about... Oh, what is it? A joke about... Doc- oh, this... I've actually, I've actually really set up the punchline. Do you want to hear a joke about documentation? It's not done yet. <laughs> um, and it really wasn't done yet because that was me on the fly. I didn't have any documentation to read. I didn't have anything in front of me, so I did not know. I was on the fly trying to recall what the joke was in my head. Um, so, yeah, I come across this stuff with project teams, with interactions with stakeholders, with my past self all the time where I'm thinking, what was that thing that they said? What was that system I should have referred to? Or even in a code base, what was the assumption that we made? Or where should I look for the logic that was implemented or the engineering that went into some model, for example, right in the depths of it, say. So this is why documentation is a really important piece of a project. Absolutely. I mean, you you think it's so... It lures you in when you're doing these projects um, as a team or even as a even even as an individual. You do these projects and you're in the depths of it. You, you you've got it all in your head and you think, I know this. I know where the model is. I know why I've parameterized it that way. Yeah. I know I know the direction of flow. I've got all of this information, all of this state, this context. I'm I, I'm I'm completely comfortable with all of that. And then you put your pen down. <laughs> For like a week and a half, you come back and go, oh my goodness, what's just happened? Yeah, what was I doing? What was I thinking? (laughs) Right. And that's just if it's and that's just if it's you. That's just if it's one person. And if it's a team, well, goodness me. Exactly. Yeah. And with a team you'll have different people on holidays at different times, different people like rotating across projects or different commitments. And also different ways of working. So at least getting it down on paper allows you to agree what is it we need to capture so that if we onboard somebody or hand over at some stage, we've got something to point to so that everybody's in agreement that, yeah, this is what we did and this is how much documentation is needed to support somebody else's knowledge, like building off of that. Indeed, especially when you're working with a you know a particular business or a particular part of the company which isn't necessarily particularly technical and you're having to learn all about the operation that 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 you know business unit or is going through and it, it, you know it's amazing you know you've got to digest essentially their entire operational professional activity all of the things that they do, all of the things that they do. You know, we're not talking data science here. We're just talking about an- another person's job um, and, yeah. and the, things that, the things that make them do it well and the things that make them professional and expert in that job. And, you know, and that's, so this is before you've written a line of code. Um, yeah. you know, so just getting, getting that down so that everyone else in your team can really appreciate it and really be on the same page and not be asking stupid questions Broom. again and again and again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we want to get on the same page. Yeah, there <laughs> we go. Perfect. 
That's, um, that's the title. And one of the things he said there about getting all of that like flow of a different aspect of the business, this is where I've come across process maps. And a process map allows you to capture that flow in a system or the way it's managed or the way somebody does an aspect of a current manual process, let's say, that you're trying to implement an automated solution for, or even in AI systems, build something that replicates or reproduces what currently a human is sick of doing over and over and over, or even mm. just to support them in doing that. So process map number one is something that I've come across that I really would advocate that people just look up some templates and use that to capture what it is that you're researching and uh, eventually what it is that you want to develop. And this helps you get the um, uh, get the dynamics of uh, of of your the people you're collaborating with of the, the the stakeholders I guess we call them in, yeah. in, in, in you know, as a, as a you know first you know implanted in the project as a sort of core seed really around around what around which everything else can sort of grow. Yeah, and it also means that you're pointing to the same thing together. So somebody has something in their head, they explain it you interpret that and have it in your head and say you understand it. But when that gets down on the same page and you're mm-hmm. both pointing to boxes and arrows that outline that process, you both have a shared visual on what you are explaining and interpreting. And that, I think, is key to get it out of our heads and onto, I say paper, but onto you know any digital interface or whatever it might be that captures this mapping process. Yeah, I like that, uh, especially the bit about different people having you know, a shared perspective because it's so easy for that to drift, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I was work- we were working with a company just this week where um, we were giving them a, a product and you know, the output of this product was, was going to be some labels or something on, on, on some, some data. And we just didn't have a shared vision about how they were going to use these labels. It was... You know, somebody thought it was going to be on a website. Somebody else thought it was going to be uh, on a data on some you know, in a database. Some somebody else thought it was going to be um, to to take a particular decision, and and we hadn't really talked about it. But because we hadn't talked about it, our, our perceptions had just drifted, and and we all had these different. And of course, the output, you know, massively driven by how they're going to use it. So it's really important to actually have the common perspective there, and 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 to have had that. Often the documentation, the the being on the same page can and, yeah. and, and certainly something like a process map by the sounds of it, which I think is a lovely idea, that will allow you to have that conversation much earlier before before it becomes irretrievably lost. Yeah, right. And the other bit is it identifies any bottlenecks, so you can point yeah. to something that becomes a real bottleneck either in the project or in the process that you're trying to develop. Um, and outside of it, you also implant that in a wider scope. So upstream, you look at the data sources in that process, or downstream, you look at getting the output to the end user or the customer or whoever that stakeholder might be. So you have an overarching view of the process, and then you define the boundaries in that and then potential bottlenecks or or anything that could be difficult, and responsibilities as well. You can yeah. <laughs> These things can get as complicated as you need them to be. Start simple, and you can really get some benefit out of it. Okay, so Jason, what, what for you are the key elements of you know, good documentation that, that really you know, drive you know, good practice, really, in a data science team? Sure. 
I tend to split it at a top level into six main sections. And for me, these reflect the typical data science project lifecycle. So I've got the different headings of project management in which I would consider all of your scoping, your meeting minutes, a roadmap. Again, you can capture this to whatever level you need, but just to get things down. Your data sources. So it's really important to know where your data has come from. If it was a person, you know, list them because you've got to go back to them if something was wrong with the data. Usually it's a system, but a query maybe, um, and when you got it. And data exploration. So any of your experiments, your exploratory data analysis, you want to record that. Mostly that's where a lot of the viz comes in. And then your data modeling. So your R&D of what model is motivated, any feature engineering, and all of your assumptions for the model. You want to capture those at that point. And once you've built something, you want your technical documentation. So this is number five on my list of six. And this is where all of the configuration of your code base setup and execution, any simulations, for example, can be captured. If I come into this project and I want to run the code, I go to the tech docs and they'll tell me how. And lastly, your deliverables. So this is where your reports to the stakeholders, your outputs, any demos and feedback or value measures get captured at your deliverables point. And that's the key bit for your impact or value in a business against a KPI or whatever it is that your customer has needed. You know what, they give you the go ahead um, mm. or you iterate again. Yeah, I love so that's my six. I like that. I think, I think that's it. I like that because it, not, not only because it's comprehensive, but it's it's reasonably simple and straightforward in terms of its coverage of all of the sort of touch points that a team has, both externally but also within within the team, right? So within uh, the intra intra team communication that's going to be needed. So it, it, in in producing that, you drive a lot of that sort of good practice and good um, um, good discipline, really, as far as the team is concerned. Um, and you know, keeping the team in the same place so that so that they are then um, executing the project in an efficient way. It's you know, it 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 helps enable all of that, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So I'm really interested to know, Jason. You know, when when you're working on projects, then what's 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 your discipline? What's the thing that that, that you do with your teams to to really make sure that this is this is a sort of first class operation in in the project? Yeah, good question. Number one, I would say you need to just agree it within the team how you're going to work. I would really caution, or at least I motivate, that you document as you go along, number one. A lot of people think, I'll document when this is finished. When I know what it is that we've done, I'll be able to write about it. That never works in my experience. What a no-no. Yeah, like again, what we talked about, you go on holidays, something comes up, some knowledge transfer needs to happen. You need that documentation along the way. Um, also, it motivates the framework that you're working in to be iterative. And a lot of the work that we do, we like to talk about lean thinking. So working iteratively in something that's minimally viable. We've talked about that MVP. We've talked yeah. about the lean startup approach. If you are documenting on a cyclical basis, then you're iterating on that picture of what you are building together. So that's another piece that in your, for example, sprint process, if you're doing a sprint demo, you should be reviewing the documentation at the end of that. And of course, in your planning, you should be including time that it takes to document as you go along. Mm. 
Mm. I think that's really interesting. And in our projects, we actually had a touch point uh, when we're doing um, the sprint planning, and then and then also, um, you know, actually during the sprint, we actually have we have a a particular discipline which says if you, if you're finishing off a task, or then part of that is documenting what you've done. It might be one line. Yeah. It might be a tiny thing. Yeah. That you end up doing, but it's just something which says this has been completed and it acknowledges that this has an impact on the state of the project, the fact that it has been completed. Some of that is just literally, you know, move the task to done or whatever it is, yeah. whatever system you're using. But but more often than not, it's more than that. And so we, we, we said, look, when you finish a task, there is an implicit documentation imperative as part of that. Very good. Um, in order to in order to say, look, now you should be thinking, what am I updating in my uh, in, in my uh, documentation repository in order in order to reflect the fact that the, now the project's in a different place. Yes, very much so. And I would um, repeat that statement of done is better than perfect uh, off the back of what you've just yes. said there. Get yeah. that one line down and that's better than nothing because you'll look back at that one line and habits start to form and you'll get better at documenting and getting better at what you need to document as well so it doesn't end up being as much of a burden that you think it would have been up front but yeah that would be my takeaway is agree it with your team agree a process around it and let that be the encouragement to put something in place that like that touch point you said means you visit that documentation together on the journey to your deliverables i think the the interesting thing that comes out of that is that you, ha- you often have these discussions with uh, the team along the lines of, well, does, does documentation mean code commenting and that kind of thing? And and there's obviously there's an element of that, but actually the code is very buried in the detail, typically. Yeah. It's an yeah. extremely important part of what you're doing, but it's really detailed. So documentation is often, at a, for me anyway, much higher level, yeah. or, and it can be the link between the project context, the actual ability to link what you're doing as a team to the application area and the detail of the code. So, you know, it, it can be, you know, where do I find the data? It can be, uh, it can be, yes. you know, wh- how is it that the results of this project are actually going to impact a decision and then create value from that decision? Uh, as much as it can be, how does the model configured and what are the parameterizations that we've been through in order to optimize it so far. Yeah. But I think fundamentally my my sort of takeaway if you like is is that the documentation serves as the sort of contextual learning for a team and the, the more people the more it is a team the more you need it to be able to share that learning and and to, you've got you've got this contextual learning and it it should it shouldn't just be something you do as an aside. It should be something which drives your next activity. It should be the thing that allows you, you know, together with your the state that you have in your head, but, you know, ideally it's down in the repository as well, to say this is how we should be modifying. This is how we should be improving the model, the algorithm, the approach, the tool, whatever it is, so that the next time it's run or the next iteration, you're going, ah, we've won, we're better. And because we're better, we can we can document that and say, yeah, the last time we went around that loop, that improved things. And it's it's just it's such an important way of of, of driving that learning uh, loop as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Building on that kind of innovation metric, but actually tracking it. There's a feel good factor that comes with that as well. When you have Definitely. something to showcase in front of you, you or your team 
with that improvement yeah it's really it's really good you celebrate that together get that down on paper and point to it <laughs> indeed indeed <laughs> nothing like shared achievement to really uh, to really give you that that win and that, that justification for going to the pub at the end of the week <laughs> right speaking of i'm out of here <laughs> thanks for joining us today at the data cafe you can like and review this on itunes or your preferred podcast provider or if you'd like to get in touch you can email us jason at datacafe.uk or jeremy at datacafe.uk or on twitter at datacafe podcast we'd love to hear your suggestions for future episodes